When Rick and I moved to France, I figured my life would change a little. I just didn't know how. To begin with, the new country was a banquet where we were ready to try every dish. Our first week there, while Rick was sharpening his pencils at his new office, I knocked the rust from my high school French and set out to explore the countryside surrounding Toulouse and to find us a place to live. A small town was what we wanted. An interesting town. I sped along little roads in a new gray Renault, driving fast through long lines of sycamores. Occasionally, when I wasn't paying attention, I thought I was in Ohio or Indiana, but the landscape snapped back into itself the moment I saw a house with a red tile roof, green shutters, window boxes full of geraniums. Everywhere, farmers in bright blue work pants stood in fields dusted with pale April green and watched my car pass across their horizon. I smiled and waved. Sometimes they waved back hesitantly. Who was that? They were probably asking themselves. I saw a lot of towns and rejected them all, sometimes for frivolous reasons, but ultimately because I was looking for a place that would sing to me, that would tell me my search was over. I arrived in Lille-sur-Tarn by crossing a long, narrow bridge over the River Tarn. At the end of it, a church and a café marked the town's edge. I parked next to the café and began to walk. By the time I reached the center of town, I knew we would live there. It was a Bastide, a fortified town preserved from the Middle Ages. When there were invasions in medieval times, the villagers would gather in the market square and close off its four entrances. I stood in the middle of the square next to a fountain with lavender bushes planted around it and felt contained and content. The square was surrounded on all four sides by an arched, covered walkway with shops on the ground level and shuttered houses above. The arches were built of long, narrow bricks. The same bricks made up the top two levels of the houses, laid horizontally or diagonally in decorative patterns between brown timbers held together with dull, pink mortar. This is what I need, I thought. Seeing this every day will make me happy. Immediately, I began having doubts. It seemed absurd to decide on a town because of one beautiful square. I began to walk again, looking for that deciding factor, the sign that would make me stay or go. It didn't take long. After exploring the surrounding streets, I entered a boulangerie on the square. The woman behind the counter was short and wore a navy blue and white housecoat I'd seen for sale at every market I had visited. When she finished with another customer, she turned to me, black eyes scrutinizing me from a lined face, hair pulled back in a loose bun. Bonjour, madame, she said in the sing-song intonation French women use in shops. Bonjour, I replied, glancing at the bread on the shelves behind her and thinking, this will be my boulangerie now. But when I looked back at her, expecting a warm welcome, my confidence fell away. She stood solidly behind the counter, her face like armor. I opened my mouth. Nothing came out. I swallowed. She stared at me and said, Oui, madame? in exactly the same tone she'd first used, as if the last few awkward seconds hadn't occurred. I hesitated, then pointed at a baguette. 
Uh, I managed to say, though it sounded more like a grunt. The woman's face modulated into the stiffness of disapproval. She reached behind her without looking, eyes still fixed on me. Quelque chose d'autre, madame? For a moment, I stepped outside myself and saw myself as she must see me, foreign, transient, thick tongue stumbling over peculiar sounds, dependent on a map to locate me in a strange landscape and a phrase book and dictionary to communicate. She made me feel lost the very moment I thought I'd found home. I looked at the display, desperate to show her I wasn't as ridiculous as I seemed. I pointed at some onion quiches and managed to say, A un quiche. A split second afterwards, I knew I'd used the wrong article.